All right, good morning. Can you hear me? All right. Um, it's definitely a pleasure to be here. I was thinking um, I did mops for 10 years, and so this kind of has a special place in my heart. I know you all are not mops anymore, but it has evolved from mops, correct? And so I have made so many friends over the years that I still keep in touch with through this group. So I just encourage you to keep coming and keep uh, doing this. This is just so important for moms to connect and um, build these relationships. So um, again, I'm, I'm Ann. I have four kids. My oldest is Owen. Uh, he's 17. He's a senior. Um, I have Ellie, who's 15. She's a freshman. Uh, Juliet is 12, and she's in seventh grade, and then Will is um, nine, and he's in third grade. I homeschool my kids through sixth grade and then send them to Jackson, so I am down to one at home and three at Jackson. I was even thinking about when I first came to Mops, um, Owen was nine months old, um, and, and now I'm like, oh, in nine months he'll be in college. I mean, that's how fast it's gone, so it's kind of crazy to think about that. Um, well, we are smack dab in the middle of my favorite time of year, fall. Um, fall is full of lovely weather and delicious food and the beautiful foliage and, of course, the beginning of the holiday season. Everything feels cozy and maybe that feeling of expectancy is hanging in the air. Sorry, this is bothering me here. Uh, the promise of celebration and family time and that fresh new year is just right around the corner. But there's another side to this season. A this time of year also brings um, feelings of stress, right? Busy schedules can steal our joy and tricky family members can be a challenge that we might have to see at the next holiday dinner. Maybe the materialistic theme from the retail shops um, drowned out all the richness that the holidays um, can provide. It can be an overwhelming weight of anxiety to do all the things and go to all the things and to buy all the things, basically feeling like you're up to your eyeballs and all the things, right? Um, I'm hoping this morning we can pause and think about our unique role as a mother in our families how we can set the tone for the coming weeks, how we can slow down and simplify, how we can work to control the pace and the peace of Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, how we can lean into what Jesus says um, is important about this season. Um, this actually excites me. <laughs> With the help of Jesus, we can use these holy days to point our people to the Holy One. The holidays offer a unique opportunity to worship, to learn, and to grow in our faith. To create traditions and connections as a family that ordinary life doesn't always offer. The holidays are a chance to abide in Him, to abide in truth, to abide in rest, and to abide in joy. All right, we're going to look at those separately and kind of figure out what that means or looks like for your family and how we can realistically strive for this. All right, first we're going to talk about what it means to abide. And I am I the second speaker? Is this your second month meeting? I thought you probably already broke down the word abide a uh, hundred times, but here we go again. So, um, <laughs> abide's a verb. 
It means to live, continue, remain, or stay in Christ. And my favorite word in that definition is stay. I like that warm feeling that comes with stay. Um, saying to a friend, like, stay a while, right? Or even the longing that comes with stay. When my family leaves from a beach vacation, it's always inevitable that one of the kids says, I wish we could just stay, right? It brings up images of family and friends wanting to be together or just lingering somewhere with someone you love or with someone um, you love. And I want to stay with Jesus, right? I want to hold him and hang out with him and linger. I also love the parts of this definition of abide that is remain. Um, Remain sounds like an invitation straight from the Father, right? Remain in me. I can just imagine him speaking those words over us. Just stop, slow down, lean in, and remain in me. A permanent place, if you will. And this makes me envision the pictures of those big old boulders at Elephant Rocks. When we visit, my kids will um, run up the top of that rock hill, kind of if you've been there, if you haven't, go visit. Go to the top of that hill, and you know there's that big one that's kind of tipped, right? Doesn't everyone have the picture of the kids, like, holding, holding the rocks, right? Um, no matter how hard they push, those boulders remain, all right? That's what I want to be like. No matter the storm, wind, weather, holiday shopping, commitments, exhaustion, or the many arms of my little ones pushing on me, I want to remain, Remain sitting pretty atop my rock foundation. Remain resting on Jesus. Remain in him, abide in him, stay in him. So let's return to what a unique opportunity um, the holidays offer us, a chance to abide in truth. As parents, we're charged with teaching and training up our children in the Lord. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Take to heart these words that I give you today. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home or away, when you lie down or get up. Write them down and tie them around your wrist. Wear them as a headband, as headbands as a reminder. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Yes, of course, we're supposed to find ways in our everyday life, right, to talk about Jesus, to talk about the Word of God. But the holidays are just full of lots and lots of extra ways to do just this. When decorating your house, remind your children that we hang lights because we know the light of the world. When you put evergreens in your home, teach them that Jesus is everlasting. One of my favorite things to tell my kids each year is, we give gifts because God gave the first gift of Jesus, not because we were good, but because God loved us even when we weren't good. Y'all, we're all on the naughty list. (laughs) This is where Jesus is just way better than Santa here, you know. Um, So that just, that is my favorite thing to talk about. Christmas can easily point your family to the truth of Jesus. Um, But let's not forget about Thanksgiving or, or New Year's, right? There's opportunities there. Thanksgiving's during the fall, so when we look at those falling leaves, remind your children that the trees and creation display his wonder and when the leaves are all gone and the trees look dead it will bear leaves and fruit again in the spring jesus brings life to dead things this is shown over and over again just in the seasons 
On New Year's Day, when everyone is making New Year's resolutions, remind your children of 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We are made new, not because of goals we make, or make and then not follow through with, right? <laughs> We're made new because of the work of Christ on the cross. During this holiday seasons, be intentional about what you say. This is a relatively easy thing to do if you just make an effort to be aware of opportunities to point your children to Jesus. Um, even just waking up in the morning, sometimes the prayer that can just be on your heart right then is, Lord, open my eyes to what opportunities arrive that I can just naturally say these things. Um, these conversations should just pop up naturally, and best of all, they're free. <laughs> they don't require planning other than just noticing when the chance arises. This is a quick and easy and organic way to abide in Jesus during this time of year. John 8, 31 through 32 says, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I find that making it a priority to spend time in God's word helps focus my day. Um, I know for me, always when I'm eating breakfast, I'm going to have my Bible open. And here's just a little plug. Don't be looking at your Bible app on your phone. Have your kids be seeing you, ha have them seeing you with your actual physical Bible. I was convicted about that a couple years ago. Otherwise, I just look like I'm looking on my phone. So I want my children to see me in the Word. All right, this helps, again, focus my day, and it keeps my heart tender to the opportunities to share God's truth to my children throughout the day. As our kids get older, <laughs> sometimes it's a bit trickier to have these moments because of busy schedules. The busy schedules, y'all, is a thing. It is hard sometimes. Um, some ideas are just a good Christmas devotional that can be read together a few times a week. Maybe at bedtime or breakfast or dinner could be a good way to sneak in these truths. Um, a long time ago, I've also just decided I'm not going to make these goals of like every night we're going to have a devotional because we just fail. So <laughs> we just, our schedules are busy. So when we are all together, I make an effort to do that. So it might only be two or three times a week, but it's still, um, over the years, it will be a faithful thing, even if it's not every night. So don't feel like a failure if you don't do this every night. Um, making church a priority during these busy weeks is another way. Um, we just want to make sure that the eyes of our hearts are open to opportunities to abide in truth, both for us and for our families. The second thing the holidays give us a chance to do is to abide in rest. And I, um, as a mom, I probably think this is more challenging than abide in truth. First, it's just hard for us to rest. Moms of littles have so many daily physical and emotional demands. Um, I remember those nights of little to no sleep, the nursing of babies and changing diapers and doing everything one-handed because you have a baby on your hip and trying to calm meltdowns and kiss boo-boos and teach manners and kindness and refereeing the sibling squabbles. 
Um, now I'm in a different physically and emotionally demanding stage, um, different than the early years, um, but honestly just as demanding. Um, juggling all the schedules and attending all the activities and carving out time for family dinners and long bedtime conversations, working through anxieties and future plans and hurt feelings and big questions about faith. Motherhood can sometimes feel like the opposite of rest. So, how does one rest in the midst of normal mothering, in the midst of a holiday season? Um, I wish I had all the answers. <laughs> I don't, but I um, don't have it down perfectly at all. But I, I do know this. The Bible says, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Um, so how do we do that? I suggest a few things. Spending time daily reading and the Bible and prayer. Um, lifting up all the things that make us weary and laying them down at the feet of Jesus. We know that worry does not add a moment to your life. Hand that over to Jesus. Half the battle of resting to me is a mental rest, of feeling like a mother, you're carrying the load of all these things. So just picturing laying it down to Jesus' feet um, and just knowing that he will take care of tomorrow. Um, honestly, just having that mental rest spills over into all other areas. Um, second, I want to remind myself that the worldly standards of what my holiday season should look like is not the standard I'm held to. God's standard is what I'm always striving for. And last time I checked, I saw nothing in the Bible about how I'm supposed to decorate my table for Thanksgiving or how fancy my Christmas tree should look, or how many Christmas lights I should hang, or how many holiday activities I need to have my children participate in to have a happy childhood. Um, nothing about that, which is a relief, honestly. Uh, what does the Bible talk about? Being faithful, teaching my children about God and following his commandments, staying connected to a group of believers and many other important things, and of course, loving God and loving others. But once you can let go of the world's expectations, you can rest in his expectations. So that might mean paring down the trimmings and skipping the lines at the mall, um, buying pre-made cookies and saying no to an activity, putting on a movie so uh, you can take a nap, <laughs> finding a few non-negotiable activities or whatever you deem important to your family and sticking them to them instead. Many years ago, we decided that we would always spend Christmas at home. That has been something that has brought, um, not brought, but has um, helped me to have less stress. I don't have to worry about where we're going and packing and traveling and um, bringing the gifts. So that was a non-negotiable for our family. Sometimes less really is more. I promise there's a lot of wiggle room with the holidays and traditions and what your children will remember. Mostly, they'll just enjoy having a well-rested, calm mother. <laughs> Moms are so important in controlling the mood of your household, right? Ladies, we set the tone often for our household. Um, it's worth it to let go of the pressures of the world and rest in what the Lord wants for your family. Lastly, the holidays can be a chance to abide in joy. This is a chance to focus on Thanksgiving and the birth of Jesus and fresh starts. I don't know about you, but those to me are things to celebrate. Those are reasons to bring joy to your life and to your family's lives. And I truly believe 
that anytime you are spending time as a family and enjoying one another, that that is an act of worship to God, that God is for families and strong families. And so even the silly traditions that we come up with um, are honoring God because you're strengthening families. All right, one way to do this is to build a few traditions in your family holidays um, that create a sense of joy or expectancy or meaning that can point your children to Jesus. A few things to note again. We're not trying to create more stress. <laughs> so all of my ideas that I'm about to tell you, take it or leave it. This is, again, your family will look the way that your family should look when it comes to holidays. This is not meant to, to create more stress. Also, traditions change. I know when my oldest was maybe four or five, I had a moment of, oh no, like we don't have some sort of solid traditions every year. And um, that's, I failed. So they're going to leave the house and they're going to look back and not have a single tradition or something. So I had this moment of failure. Well, by the grace of God, the, your children don't even remember those first couple years. So there's a lot of wiggle room. <laughs> you can... Um, so things have changed. Our, our family has changed over the years as far as what it looks like and what we do. Um, and you'll know this too if you have little ones or if you have teenagers now or maybe your children are grown. But you know things will evolve and change, and that's okay. Um, just some ideas that we do, though, are at um, this Thanksgiving season, the month of November, just when we have a family meal together, we always are going to go around and say what we're thankful for um, we know that thankful hearts, the opposite of that is discontent and stress, right? So just having those thankful hearts. Um, and again, I don't make any sort of rule of every day in, thanks, every day in November we're going to say something we're thankful for because it just, realistically, it just doesn't happen. Um, our family, when it comes also to note, I don't have yet to make Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Thank you to mothers-in-laws and um, grandmas, right? Um, so I don't know. I don't have that stress yet. Ask me in 20 years. Um, our family also has a countdown to Christmas board come December. This is just something I've done to make us have uh, carve out that time every day to do something fun that brings joy, right? So um, starting December 1st, I just have a little board that, with little pockets and a piece of paper, and the kids fight over who pulls out the paper, even the teenagers. Who knew? Uh, and so it'll have all sorts of things. Some of them are Christmassy. Some of them are just family fun. We love playing hide-and-seek in the dark. Our family, our teenagers think that's so fun. So it's just a chance even for my husband and I to be silly and play, but it's not too hard. Um, we do things, um, there's lots of ideas I know on Pinterest, but um, we even do uh, FaceTime Christmas caroling. So I have two kids who can play the piano, so we'll call the relatives that are not near on FaceTime and Christmas carol or um, uh, make snowflakes or put a gift out for the mailman. I mean, all those things that you can do that um, are maybe showing kindness, uh, Jesus' love to others, connecting as a family. Um, that's one thing that we do. I also, a couple years ago, was feeling like, again, the teens, it was a little harder with their busy schedules to um, have those conversations that I was talking about earlier, just those natural conversations that you're going to try to bring up things. So um, we went ahead and started doing an Advent wreath um, 
on our table. Again, you're supposed to, I think, read it every Sunday. You know, it's like five days before Christmas. It is not going to happen like that because, again, our schedule. So I don't stress. We just know that once a week leading up to Christmas, I'm going to read a devotional together at the table. And we're going to talk about um, Jesus and what he did for us. Um, some ideas for New Year's. Um, and if you have littles, this is fun to start this now. Um, we make a memory jar. So we talk about what has God done for us this last year. So we come up with like Osborne top 10 for the year. And so, and then we kind of fill out, everyone fills out some questions and answers questions about themselves. And I just put it in an old spaghetti jar and write on it, do not open until, and I always do five years from now. So five years, New Year's Eve. So now we've done it long enough. It's fun. We have a jar to open on New Year's Eve and we can look at God's faithfulness. Again, quick, easy opportunity to talk about how God works in your lives. And it's fun to see answered prayers even from things like that. And then, um, and then we fill out the jar for the next five years. So that might change. Again, traditions change. I have a kid leaving the nest and in five years I'll have only two kids at home. I mean, it's just going to be who knows what that'll look like, but right now it's been a really sweet thing. Um, you're going to have a chance here in a few moments to talk with your table about all the ideas and traditions and things that you guys do to bring joy to your season. Um, I hope you can leave today thinking about the wonderful opportunities that these next uh, festive weeks hold. Again, Sometimes it's nice not to be in the mundane, the ordinary. I mean, we want to be talking about Jesus then, but again, the holidays are just chock full of opportunities to be bonding as a family and talking about God's truth and resting and abiding in joy. Thank you so much.